Series 4 was recorded in autumn 2019. The following content may contain strong language. Welcome back to the fourth series of the Royal Court Theatre Playwrights podcast with me, Simon Stevens. One of the challenges of hosting these podcasts is perfecting the art of concision and distillation. There are writers I have had the honour of interviewing whose careers have spanned four, five or even six decades and composing a pithy introduction or marshalling a career interview into an hour can be a challenge. This has never felt the case with a writer who's been writing professionally for a decade and a half. Today, however, I'm interviewing Jack Thorne. Born in Bristol in 1978, Jack Thorne's dramatic output in the past 15 years has been simply breathtaking. He's written with energy and tireless commitment for radio, television, film and stage alike. He has written the most popular play of the century. He has written quite beautifully for the Royal Court. It was here at the court that I first met Jack when he joined an introduction to playwriting group while I was writer's tutor at the Young Writers Programme. I remember a tall, studious, shy writer with the occasional flash of a chuckle and grin. The plays I remember him writing at the time were defined by their darkness. It seemed as though he was making work that cast a fantastical shadow from the legacy of those writers who came out of this theatre at the end of the last century. Mark Ravenhill, perhaps, Sarah Kane or Anthony Nielsen. Some of this darkness lingered in his early work for theatre when You Cure Me at the Bush in 2005, Fanny and Faggot at the Fimber in 2007 and Stacey at the Arcola in the same year. But in the years that followed, there seems to have been, to my eyes at least, a remarkable deepening and brightening in his work. It may be a coincidence that this deepening and brightening began at the same time that he began one of the most remarkable careers in television writing of modern times. Jack Thorne started writing for television, working on Shameless and Skins and co-creating cast-offs. In the time since then, he's gone on to win five BAFTA awards, including for his series Shades and his remarkable collaboration with Shane Meadows that led to the This Is England series, This Is England 86, 88 and 90, and Thorne's work co-writing The Virtues. His newest television creation, the adaptation of Philip Pullman's His Dark Materials, started last week and was the first TV drama that I've watched excitedly with my kids for about five years. He's written successfully for film and radio. In recent years for theatre, he's written new English language versions of Buchner's Voitsek and Dernmatt's The Visit. He's made a new musical, Junkyard, with Stephen Warbeck. He's also adapted Dickens's Christmas Carol for The Old Vic, a production that's about to be remounted on Broadway. His theatre work in recent years has been marked by a collaboration with this theatre's artistic associate, John Tiffany. Together, they adapted John Advida Linkvist's masterpiece, Let the Right One In. How was that? Really good. Great! <laughs> I won't do it again then. In 2016, the multi-award winning Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, co-written with the Harry Potter creator J.K. Rowling, opened magnificently in the West End and they've worked on beautiful, tender political studies here at the court. Hope in 2014 and the end of history, which played this summer of 2019. 
When I think about the darkness of the work that I read for the Young Writers Programme and see the work that's poured on from that point, if there's one possible unity I notice in Jack's work, it's a faith in the possibility of the sometimes redemptive, sometimes corrosive power of story. Whether that's the epic volt of Scrooge, the horror of Let the Right One In, the heroic yearning of Harry Potter, or the political mythologies of the end of history. It is a faith in and fascination with story that seems to have driven him with astonishing energy and that has underpinned one of the most important dramatic voices of the century. Jack Thorne, welcome to the Royal Court. Thank you very much. I won't be able to look at you now for about another 30 minutes or so and then we can, and then we can talk. Yeah. Well, we can Thank you, that was we, very kind, that was incredibly kind. Well, it was really felt, it was really easy to do. Awesome. The, um, you, you, know, you listen to these, I gather you listen to these. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, so that made that intro even more terrifying. Yeah, 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 yeah. everyone but, knows sort of what's coming. I think we all listen to them, don't we? I don't know, I've had a few this series with people who had no idea what a podcast is, let alone what, oh, what, right, what okay. this one is. Right, so okay, right, 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 right. <laughs> um, so knowing them, you'll know what the first question's going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is, uh, when was the first time you went to the theatre? It was uh, Toad of Toad Hall at the Bristol Hippodrome. Wow. Uh, I went there for my birthday and I was taken out of the theatre because I got really upset when Toad had his car crash. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I was a really pathetic, like, you know, yeah, yeah. I got taken out of the Jungle Book, we went to the cinema. When Blue died in the Jungle Book, I got taken out of the Jungle Book. And then my dad, when I was seven, took me to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and uh, and I started crying, crying crawled under the seats and he was like I'm going to take you out and I was like please take me out a man just pulled a heart out of someone's chest so uh, yeah 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 that's the you know yeah yeah so I didn't make it through much yeah I kind of want to ask the follow up question was when for the first time you stayed to the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm not sure of that I think my mum and dad were big in uh, Amdram so really? that that was also a lot of stuff and my dad did a play called um, uh, a, a musical called Motorway Magic uh, that was wow. about uh, Chip and uh, uh, no Chip who lived by the side of the road who became friends with Flora and Fauna and had an aunt Connie who was played by my dad in a massive, my dad's my size, in a massive, like, cone hat and then a massive cone dress. And, uh, yeah, 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 that's, that I remember more than anything else, actually. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. really yeah. vivid. Yeah, yeah. Were you, were you a big reader when you were at school, when you were a child? Did you, um, were you a reader as... as yeah, yeah, know? my mum, my mum's a big reader, so, right. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does she do, can I ask? What? She was a care of adults, with, she's, she's retired now, but mm. uh, she was a care of adults with learning difficulties and before that she was a teacher. Um, right. uh um uh but um yeah her thing is always that we went on holiday she the thing that she always the the anecdote she always trots out about me is we went on holiday when when i was eight and uh and i ran out of all my books within about three days so read all her books and she was like talking about the color purple with you when you were eight years old was quite weird yeah so i was that kind of yeah, yeah yeah just like you know insatiable liked all that stuff and a child writer as well no no not really no no a bit but not really do you mean like you know no Mm. it didn't really occur to me writing for a while yeah when did it when did it occur to you well i i i sort of 
my auntie says I always wrote and I always told her I was going to be a writer. I can't remember that. Um, uh, uh, um, I, I, I don't think I wrote properly till I got to university and it right. was because I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't be an actor anymore. I worked out because I wasn't good enough and I wanted to be an actor. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't be a politician because I went to the Young Labour Conference in 1997 and just had a terrible time. And uh, and then so it was like I'm gonna direct. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna direct. And right. so I um because I love theatre. And uh and so uh I looked into rights for plays and they cost sixty five pounds a night or whatever yeah. it was then. Yeah. And uh and I was like that's too expensive. So yeah. I decided to write one. And then that's how <laughs> I got into writing plays. The um I want to go go back a little bit. Because Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 don't no. don't apologise. Yeah. There's two things which are really fascinating to me. I'm fascinated in how you went from the journey of 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 having to be taken out of every play you ever saw to falling in love with the thing. Uh, was it mainly your dad's wig? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was one of those sort of I was I was uh, I I was a good singer when I was a kid. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a really quite good singer, and so uh, they did Joseph at my school, and I got to play Joseph. And I think from then on it was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like, you know, like you know, this is That's this so is brilliant. this is me. <laughs> yeah, like you know. And then slowly the the, the you know the, the the voice went, and then the confidence went, and then everything went. But you know, like you know, yeah. For a bit, I was you know, I was that kid. I think between the age of like five and eight, yeah. I was adorable. And then that thing of just like falling off the pedestal of being adorable was quite brutal. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, but yeah, I had some, I had three good years. Which <laughs> 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 I look back on fondly. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so your, your love of the theatre was kindled by such a brilliant and successful uh, uh, participation in it. Yes, rather than, exactly. than being an audience member. Yeah. Did yeah. You, when did you start watching or when did you, well, I think I was always, your, yeah. I was always watching the stuff and my right. dad loves theatre. Right. So, you know, we were going, you know, we went to the, you know, we didn't go to much. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, we didn't have a huge amount of money, but, you yeah. know, we went to stuff and that was a treat. In Do Bristol. You know I mean? In Bristol. Yeah. Uh, we went to, I can't remember, I, I don't know when it was, but I remember going to a little night music at the National with Judy Dench. Do you oh, know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, so yeah. we went to bits yeah. and pieces up here, but not yeah. much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and uh, when I was doing NYT, I did National Youth Theatre, and every time I, I, I think I auditioned three times for it before I got in and every time dad would take me up and we'd go and see a matinee do right. you know what I mean like you know yeah. and that was part of a like you know what I mean like you know he loves it he really loves it and he can do you know what I mean like you know he can watch anything what's his work what does he do he is a town planner yeah wow. yeah that's really beautiful yeah but he's you know yeah he's a passion of his and yeah. he wrote and he? he was quite a keen writer and uh you know, and and I think there is a world in which if he'd had the confidence and the, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and the yeah. backing and the financial ability, yeah. he could have been a writer. Yeah. He wrote a play that was on at the basement in at the Bristol Old Vic uh, oh, for wow. lunchtime reading oh, in wow. like, and he's still got the reviews from it in, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it got reviewed in the paper. Has he and, still got it? Has he still got the play? Yeah, he's still got the play. I've got the play. Have yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. The play he hasn't got is Motorway Magic, which I'd really like to read again, <laughs> but he's lost that one. You know, he throws everything away, Dad, but, right. you, know, you know, like, you know, yeah, that, that, that one, uh, I can't remember the exact title because it's about, 
it's like um, David Griggs, uh, David Gregg's um, Cosmo. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those title. ones, and it's about planning regulations. Yeah. So it's like uh, you know, like da 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 da, da you know, like in point thirty three B. Do you know what I mean like you know that one? It's yeah, great. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah. What kind of school do you go to? Uh, mixed comp. Right. Uh, in uh, yeah, in, yeah, in in Bristol, Bristol. in Bristol, and then and then Bristol? in Newbury. I'm, when I'm just chatting now about Bristol. Where, <laughs> what what kind of part of Bristol are you from? Uh, I was born in St Andrews, right, and then we moved to Redland. Mm. Yeah, and was um, uh, were the arts part of your kind of like secondary school life? You know, did, did yeah, you, drama club. Yeah, it? is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I went to kind of secondary school. I went to I went to an all boys comprehensive school, which I right. talked about a few times as just being kind of like rubbish in every possible way. Yeah, it, which is unfair actually. It wasn't, um, but it was certainly the kind of school where if you professed to loving reading or loving kind of writing or theatre, yeah. yeah, you'd just be pilloried, kind of really yeah. rampantly, rather than kind of encouraged or finding it. I never really found a space to do that within the architecture of the school I mean I'd uh, I'd say I wasn't liked from right. the age of about nine onwards right so I don't think it really mattered what right. I did do you know what I mean right. like you yeah. know I was just do you know what mm. I mean like you know and naturally yeah. I never I never uh, you know at school I did a bit of theatre mm. but it was outside school mm. where I did the stuff that I liked do you yeah. know what I mean like you know yeah. like you know yeah, mum and dad's uh, Amdram company did the Winslow boy and I got to be Ronnie oh, Winslow. Beautiful. Uh, and beautiful uh, and um, uh, yeah, and then and then there was a thing called Trabid, which was uh, a thing run out of when I moved to Newbury, which was run out of a school in Wokingham, mm. uh, which was like a week long course mm. where you did theatre for that week, and then NYT, you know, National Youth Theatre. So those were the bits when I did the theatre that I loved yeah. in school. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, I don't you know, yeah, I just. I like drum teacher didn't like me either. So do you know what I mean like you know it wasn't the like you know what I mean like yeah yeah. <laughs> you yeah. were tempted to write to him. <laughs> or, uh, uh, no, well I, you know I went back to the school because yeah. my history teacher asked yeah. me to come back and do um a, you know a war presentation thing right. and that was really nice because yeah. you know but I didn't see him there he didn't come. Do you know what I mean like you know like my my PE teacher came and was just like you're always rubbish. Do you know what I mean like you know like you know like you know. Uh, but but uh, but my um, but my uh, my drama teacher didn't bother, which I think is a clear sign. He knew I didn't like him. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, and he didn't he's like the, me. He's the yeah. guy who didn't sign the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one. Who... <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, what was NYT like? Amazing, um, uh, but um, but uh, you were either in or you were out. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, the cool kids. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I was never one of the... Do you right. know what I mean? Like, there was a group of, like... It's one of those places where little cliques develop of sure. people that think that they're sure. going to be... There yeah. was some really... There was some really... I was there at the same time as Romola Garay. Oh, great, um, yeah. Uh, um, Sam Riley. Oh, um, wow. Uh, yeah. So, you know, there's a few people that have gone on to have great careers. But... Um, uh, and I like both of those people actually very yeah. much, and they weren't part of the cliquey ones. Bit. I mean, Sam was as yeah. cool as he is now. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, like you know, just sort of wandering through. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, like you know, <laughs> yeah. just the uh, you yeah. know, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, it was it was good. It was it was yeah, it was interesting. 
I like, you know? I like the story of you uh, writing for the first time because you need a play. I'm yeah. really because you, I think of you as being. I always make the simplistic division between people who are kind of like who come into writing for theatre because they're writers who stumble upon theatre. Yeah, uh, and I always assumed that you would be that. I always assumed you'd be the person yeah. who's kind of writing novels at 13 and writing. Laura Wade, basically. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, but yeah. you weren't. You were no. the, you were the actor who was writing themselves a no. play because they couldn't afford to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And my second play. I wrote, directed, and starred in, and gave myself a monologue, and and, and and I got the girl. Yeah, 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 in the play. You know what I mean? Like, no, it was awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's completely fantastic in yeah. every way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that play? It was called "You Have Been Loved," named after a George Michael song, uh, uh, and it was uh, a retelling of King Lear. I know. Because, I mean, like, Get can you imagine in. how awful it was? Yeah, I, yeah. Have you still yeah. got that? Uh, yeah, because no. I think you're probably right for a revival. <laughs> it was, it was dreadful. Yeah. What yeah. was the first one called? What was it? The... Was it was an adaptation mm -hmm. of uh, Morton Rue's book, The Wave, mm -hmm. which is about um, uh, a teacher, history teacher, who starts a Hitler Youth S group in school, and oh, then right. it gets beyond his control. Yeah. And that was all right. That was all right. That was an okay play. But yeah, yeah then I wrote some terrible plays. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when you do, I mean, my experience when you do start a Hitler Youth type movement, they do tend to get out of control. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's really yeah. unfortunate. Yeah. The, um, where did you go to university? Cambridge. Right. How was that? Uh, not good for me. Uh, mm. But, um, uh, you know, yeah, just that thing of just being out of your depths from the very beginning. Yeah. Never having read the right books, never having, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's never a being class thing as well, right? Yeah, I think totally to class thing. To a yeah. class thing. Yeah. Sense um, I think there's some people that fly there from yeah. whatever the class they're from. Yeah. And there's some people who just kind of like meander. Uh, yeah. I ended up um, uh, degrading, which is um, uh, Cambridge's nice term for leaving. Uh, I degraded myself. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. I took a year out because I got ill, and and I mean, I mean, I was really, really ill, um, yeah. and uh, and yeah, so I had to go and ask to be degraded, and uh, um, and uh, because I became allergic to my own body heat, so I became, um, I became, uh, uh, I, I I got this condition called Conlogica Caria. Did I tell you about this way back you when? You did way yeah. back in the, I remember yeah. you talking about yeah. this in the yeah. YWP, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and uh, I couldn't, uh, I was allergic to uh, artificial heat, so radiators, I was allergic to natural heat, so sunshine, and I was allergic to my own body heat because every time I moved, I would have an allergic reaction. So, uh, yeah, and, uh, and so I, I had to leave university for a year. Jesus. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was sort of a, I think it was a mental breakdown disguised right. as a physical breakdown, but I'm not entirely sure. And no doctors will tell me right. categorically what happened and how it happened. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it just happened. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And then I. How, I what did you do? I mean, how did you. I lay in bed. Uh, yeah. 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 And was really in pain for a while. And my mum, my mum uh, cooked me a cake a week. Because uh, she loved me and she wanted to tell me she loved me, and uh, and I was I put on seven stone. I was eighteen stone by the time I left that bed. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was huge. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. And how? So, but you did leave the bed. Is the point? Yeah, 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 yeah. It took yeah. me. It took me. Um, so I degraded it at Christmas, uh, and then. Um, that summer is that still a term that they use. I've no idea. I've no it's idea. Such a shameful term for them yeah, to yeah, use. Yeah, 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 
God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, no, I'm it's, uh, they're, they're in, they're, no, yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that summer, mm. uh, I did a play in Edinburgh, and then I went back to university the next year. So uh, yeah, I was still back addicted. to Cambridge. Yeah, 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 and did the third year again. And, uh, Do they say you've like bio regraded? <laughs> but you finish. You got through Cambridge. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. With a two-two, and yeah. uh, you know, like you know, uh, yeah, survived. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was going to hospital twice a week all through my final year, and like you know, I was knackered the entire time. But you know, I I, I made it through. So what that was, was the good. show you did in Edinburgh. It was um, a radical reworking of Tame of the Shrew. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about Fade or Harry Potter. I'm just going to talk about the early work yeah. for an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the list called it the stupidest show they'd ever seen. Uh, uh, three weeks gave a one line, one line, one uh, one word review, which was wanky, and uh, and uh, and. Um, and the uh, Scotsman gave it four stars and said it was a return to 1970s feminist agitprop theatre. Oh, so, you know, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. How did you, I mean... But my sister was my sound technician. Right. Like, you know, so came up to did sound through the whole run of it and carried my bags everywhere and just made it all possible for me because I couldn't do anything at that time still. And, uh, you know, yeah, so it was, it's, you know, yeah, yeah. How... I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to figure out how you found the kind of resilience or determination to just keep going. If you've had such a physically hard year, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but you, you were, you were still making stuff. You were kind yeah. of that's extraordinary. But I think I don't know why. I mean, I've got no confidence the entire time with anything, and uh, for some reason, I'm massively arrogant when it comes to writing, or just right. not arrogant. I don't know what it is. I just keep doing it. Like when, when, uh, when we left. YWP, yeah. you know, Laura and I were, you know, incredibly close. Yeah. And uh, uh, and she was, she had a play on at the Royal Court and a play on at the Soho. Right. You know, oh, like, yeah. you know, and yeah. uh, and I was writing play after play after play that no one was interested in. Do you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, and, uh, and I remember having to introduce myself to Abigail Morris five times. Like, you know what I mean? She kept on coming up to me because I was always Laura's plus one at things. Right. And Abigail Morris would always come up to me and go, hello, I'm Abigail Morris. And I'd be like, I'm on your... I'm on your writer's program. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I've, I've had script meetings with you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, but you know what I mean? Like, you know, that thing of just like, but that's, I think some people are just bloody minded and I was really bloody minded. And yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and I was really bloody minded about writing and, you know, poor Laura had to read like 400 plays of mine. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, while yeah. she was writing like these most delicate little masterpieces that she just, she, she do you know what I mean? Like, you know, she constructs, she used to have these walls full of um, string cards and string, and yeah. do you know what I mean? Like she construct everything and do these spidergrams and know everything about everything about the plays, and then yeah. just produce these perfect pieces of art. And I'd like go, yeah, no, I've done this and this <laughs> and this, and do you know what I mean? Like you know, and yeah. Then, you know, yeah. Well, um, my memories of that time in the Young Writers Programme are really fond. I had yeah. just no, a no, no, it's a, time yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. working with you guys. Yeah, Jamie Carmichael's still a really good mate of mine. Oh, I still see Jamie all oh. the time. Yeah, yeah. He's in, Cal he's in California. Yeah, he's right? in California. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Yeah, but it was the three. It was Laura, me, and Jamie used to hang out together That's all the time. Right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Was it? And what are you? What are your memories? I mean, I'm not fishing for a not clearly a... magnificent teacher you had, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> but um, but um, in comparison to say the the formal uh, environments of school or Cambridge, 
no, it was how did amazing. it feel coming here? It was amazing. It yeah. was absolutely amazing, and the teaching was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, yes. that I do, I do. You know what I mean? You know, I still quote all the stuff you taught us. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, and it was just that thing of just being in that group. John Donnelly was in. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and just Sam like, Vinicom around there as well. I, think it's a few. I don't think Vinicom was okay. in our group, but Lucy. Lucy Preble was in the right. when you did the advanced the, one. Yeah, the you know what I mean? Like, you know, group. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, invitation group rather than advanced. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. And it was just that thing of also, it was the teaching and it was just being surrounded by people that are like you. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that just that sheer, and I don't know how they. Because they didn't really select then, did they? No, we were really... I mean, I, I don't want to go on a kind of 10-minute diatribe about this, but there was no selection. People didn't send scripts in advance. Yeah. Not for the, not for the introduction one. And it's amazing, isn't it? That, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that you get such I think dedicated people that were yeah. like, you know, that, you know... It was the age before the internet, I know, so it was harder to send stuff in and you had to write a letter and stuff like that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't think we submitted anything electronically... Um, no, I don't think. I, I only remember hard copies of scripts being received. Yeah. I just remember people kind of. I remember the physicality of people delivering hard copies of yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, uh, um, did you have a relationship w in your imagination or at all with the Royal Court before you came here? Was the Royal Court a thing for you? No. Uh, I went to see a play. I went to see Martin McDonagh's. The first play I saw here was uh, Beauty Queen of Lee Lane. Great. Um, uh, when I was doing NYT. That yeah. We all came in to see yeah. a play here, but I didn't know what the Royal Court was. Right. No, I, I didn't really know what you know. I'd been to the National with mm. Dad. I think I'd been to a couple of West End theatres with Dad, but the idea of subsidised theatre, whatever that was, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like you know, all this sector, yeah. I didn't really know what it was. No, yeah. Who were you reading? I, mean, I don't know if my memory of those early plays is fair to kind of talk about their darkness. I might be. I might... Well, no, no. I think they were really dark, and they yeah. were very sexual. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who were you reading at the time? Um, uh, all the people you talk, you know, right. Sarah Kane in particular. Yeah. You know, um, uh, but you know, yeah, just all of that stuff. Anthony Nielsen. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, all that stuff was the stuff that was really getting somewhere with me. But I think I was really unhappy. And so I think that that was the reason why I was writing dark plays. Yeah. And I think the moment you talked about in terms of um, skins, it was skins more than shameless. But that thing of just like the skins gave me so much confidence. And I think that was the main thing that transformed me. That, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that I th when I read the early stuff, it's just self-hatred. It's just real self-hatred all the way through the, all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and so I think that that's the thing that lifted slightly. Still there, still active. But do you know what I mean? Like, you know, just that thing of just going, you know, yeah, you're okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, and, uh, and Skins, I think, was the main thing for that. Because being part of a writer's team and being treasured in that writer's team, because I felt like we were treasured was like the most amazing feeling of like being part of a cohort of, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't know, you know, it just like, that was the moment when it was like, okay, it's going to be okay now. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know. Really clearly. Yeah. I remember, I remember uh, being on attachment at the National Theatre Studio. Right, right. At the same time as you. Yeah. When it was down in Kennington, when temporarily they were rebuilding the studio. I think this is right. I might be misremembering. I think you're misremembering. I, I, I was in the National Studio, the one beside the old Vic. Okay, well, I might be misremembering that, but I remember... You, maybe this is... A you were right in residence, I think. I was right in residence. Yeah. And you had a kind of uh, an eight-week or 12-week kind of time yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. And you met Paul Abbott. 
during that residency. That would make sense. And yeah. I remember the lightness and enthusiasm and kind of like genuine sense of love that you kind of, you, you talked about meeting him. Yeah. You, I remember you bounding up to me. Oh, right, In a way wow. that I'd not seen in you before. Oh, just wow. like, awesome. i just met Paul Abbott. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow, wow, wow. And I remember at that point thinking, he's going to be an amazing television writer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's weird. TV can feel, I think for a lot of people, really lonely. Right. TV for me, because I got lucky in that first gig, has always felt like a place, a safe space for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, mm. there's always been people around where I felt like they like me and do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and that they yeah. want to work with me and you know, and it's just uh but yeah, Paul you know what I mean? Like, you know, Paul was really kind to me, he's still kind to this day. Do mm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, and mm. just that thing of I'm much more comfortable amongst TV writers than I am about amongst playwrights. Yeah. If this was a TV writing podcast, I wouldn't be frightened at all. I'm right. petrified of. Right. I'm petrified of uh, my theatre peers in a way that I'm not petrified of my TV peers. Like you know what I mean? Like you know that you know Pete Bowker and yeah. Russell T Davis. And, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you know and and yeah. Sarah Phelps. These are people that I know. And feel comfortable around, and I know that they value me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, like, yeah. you know, and theatre, I just feel like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm the git that wrote Harry Potter. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, it's just like not, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's just not, a, it's not, it's not I, that same sort of safe space. Do you I know what I mean? Like, I completely, I understand with absolute clarity. Yeah. I just want to say for the record how deeply I loved Harry Potter. Awesome. I'd sing, oh, I saw you yeah, in the yeah. preview, yeah. and uh, and and it's one of the few plays that I've not only been to see twice, but brought my family to see twice. Well, that's very kind. That's very, <laughs> it's very kind. Like yeah, yeah, completely yeah. magical. Yeah, yeah. The um, can you, what I was thinking I wanted to ask you about was how that different sense of space affects your process of writing for the two different media. Right, okay. So I'm interested in how you, you know, the real question I want to ask you is how the fuck do you do it, man? <laughs> because you're making so much work. But actually the more interesting question is, is there a physical difference between writing on skins and writing for Payne's Plough, for example? Is the process the same? Or You know, it's not that different for me. Mm. Um, I don't know. I know so many people that have been had an absolutely brutal time in television. I think you haven't had a great time in I've television. I've had a miserable time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you're I think it is a sort of club and I think it's quite a dangerous club. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, you know, and I think that thing of just being trusted by channels, networks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you're in that space, which I was like skins became a massive hit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and so right from the start, you know, it wasn't like there was an open door with like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, whatever you want to do, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you just go ahead and do it. Yes. But that thing of just like that, that 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 there's a sort of like, okay, you know, you're 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 someone that we know can bring audience to our channel and so we're gonna keep trusting you to bring audience to our channel and mm. luckily I've managed to keep doing that and that's the most important thing for them. Do you know what right. I mean? Like you know, that you know, that, that they need bumps on seats. Yeah, sure. Which is not that different from theatre really. No, no, it's not that different from theatre. Yeah. Um uh so sorry, that was about the process again, not about the writing. Um mm. 
I don't I, I don't really feel a massive difference. The ability to be able to cut away feels really nice. Um, cut but, away from within a scene. So you exactly, can, yeah. yeah. The ability to be able to just go, okay, I know how to... I understand the rhythm of telly. Mm-hmm. I know, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, in particular, the 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 Channel 4 four-act structure is, like, embedded in me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so I know where I'm heading after 10 minutes. Was I know that from what, before you were writing for television? You're somebody who's... Well, I've watched a lot of telly. and all I'm, your life. Yeah. yeah, I've watched a lot of telly, much more telly than I've watched theatre. Yeah, I've, right. You know, yeah, yeah. I who, mean, were you watching, who were you watching when you were growing up? Who were the kind of the touchstones for you in your imagination? Uh, well, you know, uh, Potter and Bleasdale, but also EastEnders, The Bell. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, the, yeah. the, you know I managed to... my uh, you know, one of the great skills I had as a child was I was able to shower in the advert break. So, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, if you if you put on shampoo basically when your hair is dry, you know what I mean? Like, you know, then you can shower in the advert break and you can be down before the start of the next part. And so I didn't miss, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, right. I never missed the bill. I never missed, right. do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and yeah, I love those completely. shows. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so, so yeah, the, you know, Tim Pickett Smith is the chief. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that sort of stuff is the stuff that really live in me. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, and that's the stuff. And, 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 and Russell T. Davis in particular, once Queer as Folk happened and This Life happened to, sure. do you know what I mean? Around that time, those yeah. kind of shows are just like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, yeah. 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 And I, and it was just the start of DVD and just the start of TV on DVD. So commentary tracks and all oh, that stuff really? was really amazing for me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I can still quote, I do quote to Russell, like, you know, bits that he said in commentary tracks for um, <laughs> Bob and Rose in like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, his DVD edition of Bob and Rose or the second coming or do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he'd, it, there was a bit on, there was a bit on the second coming uh, which is this amazing show we made with Chris Eccleston. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, when Chris Eccleston played the reincarnation of Christ. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and and Russell was talking about it. It was an ITV show, and he was talking about it on the DVD, and he said, and that's the worst um, into an advert break I've ever written. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, he was just like, the the whole thing was wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, so that's wow. sort of like, you know, and I was always hungry for that sort of technical thing. The technical and, approach. And, to... and I think technical stuff suits me as a writer. I yes. think having rules to live within, you yes. know, and, and I think, you know, the stuff I've written that's done okay on stage, like Christmas Carol and, and Potter, are technical plays. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, like, you know, and that's, um, I, li- I like the sort of like, okay, you've got to do this in three and a half pages. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, great, and then, you know what so, I mean? Like, yeah. you know, and you've got to keep the momentum going and there's a rhythm to it. What makes a great into an advert break? Uh, you know, you need a, you need a, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you need a, you know what I mean? Like, you know, just like a thought, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that will take people through that, the, you know what I mean? Like, you know, something that you're I- 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 a hanging chad that you'll then answer at the other side. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. you know, but just that thing of just going, you know, that, the, you know, something t- for them to talk about, they've got, you know, they've now got two and a half minutes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, to talk about mm-hmm. whatever you've just done. Yes. Um, or they're going to switch. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, so you've just got to do something that will just keep them embedded within your thing. You know, the, the 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 television figures, the things I'm always fascinated by in television figures is your hold through the hour. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and... Uh, Do you get, you get access to those? You get yeah. access to those figures, like, immediately, is it, or...? Uh, 9.45 the next morning. And you get a breakdown of the hold through the hour, so... Yeah, how many exactly. People... Yeah. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just... And, and that thing of just, like, you know, it, it, you know, it's... I've, I have done plays where people have left during the running of the play, but not there's not many of them. Whereas telly, you know what I mean? Like you know, you know whether people have turned off, whether they switched over, you know, like and that's um, and that's really God. useful. Yeah, yeah. And and scary, no? 
scary, yeah, but also you know when something's worked or not. And when you know that uh, when you're looking at two and what your figures are going to be like for ep two, the figures for ep one, whether you've held them through the hour, are very indicative of whether what what kind of what kind of who going to tune in next week, you know. By that stage, you've written the thing, though. Presumably, you're not as a yeah. as a writer. There's nothing you can do. You've filmed it. It's locked. It's done. You're not. You, it's not like in preview for a theatre. If if you're losing, if you notice an audience is falling out after a, a particular moment, they don't yeah. get something. Yeah. You can change the bugger. You can get the preview two and preview three to get it right. But in television, yeah. No, you don't. You don't have that. No. Uh, How does that feel to know? It? <laughs> I I. I, I am not good at previews. In, in theatre? No. Right. I think I panic. And right. so I tend to make too big a change. Right. You know, I did a, a play that did not... Uh, I, I'm trying to work out how to say it because I really like the people I work with. I did a musical that didn't quite work on Broadway called King Kong. And, uh, uh, right. and, uh, right. and during previews, I really panicked. Okay. And I cut the soul out of it. And right. I did it because I felt like the most important thing we needed was momentum. And actually what we needed was to tell the truth. That's all we need to do, right? And uh, and uh, and uh, we didn't tell the truth because I was so anxious to get to the next scene every time. And, uh, and you know, either I needed to do something really, really bold, like now I know exactly what I do, I think. Mm. Uh, or, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, or I needed to, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah, Completely. yeah. Yeah, but are you good at previews? I I get really excited in previews. Right. I get really nervous. Yeah, I get and I'm, and my my anxiety manifests itself physically. So I'm a terrible person to sit next to in previews. Right. Yeah. I'm really twitchy. You're a wriggler. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a real wriggler. Right. Uh, and then if I've and and also and uh, I've got my notebook and I'll be scratching into my notebook with a real ferocity. Right. But um, the moment between trying to make sense of what the hell I've written in the dark because yep. you can't actually read your writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of like, and, and often if you do it in the dark, sometimes you'll write one note over another note, and yeah, you've yeah, got to yeah, try yeah, and decipher yeah. two separate notes. Yeah, yeah. The, the journey between that, typing it up, speaking to the director, meeting the next morning before rehearsals, trying to figure out what you can do. The I love cutting. Right. It's my favorite. One of my favorite things to do now. Yeah. And sometimes it can be disorientating for an actor. Yeah. But that if you can, if you can get the cut with the incision of a surgeon, yeah, kind of almost drawing around the line on the script, yeah, and removing it out, that makes me as excited as anything else as a writer. I really, really love. So, it. what of your plays yeah. would you say the the journey from first preview to yeah. opening, yeah. has been transformative? Common disruption. Right. Okay. And it was my f one of my favourite experiences in the theatre. Right. I remember. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. I remember. Um, um, and that was Rob Ike, right? That was Rob Ike was was associate artist. It was Michael Longhurst director. Michael Longhurst, yeah. right? Okay, and, and right. Rob, but Rob was around a lot. Yeah, and he watched every preview and he yeah. sat with us. It's a text that was written for German theatre, so it was necessarily very fl few clues about how to stage it. Yeah, and necessarily written with the intention that it would be cut. Yeah, the the my my favourite anecdote about this 
is after the second preview, going into the second preview, the ushers would be telling the audience that it's two hours, ten minutes without an interval. Yeah. And if you hear that as an audience member... You're like... That you, 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 you're like, you're, I need to empty this bottle yeah. and just get it in position, ready <laughs> yeah. for... Yeah, yeah. Or is it too late to leave? Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're completely disengaged. I remember saying, telling the front of house manager, it's not two hours, ten minutes without an interval. You can't tell people that. Um, it's an hour 55... And I promise you it'll be 90 on opening night. Right. If it's not 90 on opening night, I'll buy you a drink. And if it right. is 90, you buy me a drink. Awesome. And, and, uh, and she ended up buying me a drink. And it, awesome. we would work until like 3 o'clock in the morning. Right. And the poor actors would get like whole speeches cut. But it wow. was one of the most creative things I've done in my whole theatre working life. Wow. Awesome. Tell awesome. me. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It's, it was really fun. It was yeah. really fun. But you must get that in and the on, edit or on the set. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I tend to leave that to other people. Do you know what right. I mean? Like, you know, I'm not heavily involved in any of those processes. I, I, I deliver a script and then trust other people to do it better than I can. Where because you... I panic in all those situations. And right. I don't think panic is useful. Right. You know, yeah. Other than writing, I'm not very good at anything else. Where do you know, you... and I'm yeah. arguably not good at writing. But you, know, like, you know, like you know, but you know, like you know, just like you know. I that, wonder that's... which writers ever do feel as though they are well good at writing. Yeah. One of the well, things... it was the conversation we were having just before this started yeah. about about David Hare and yeah. that thing of just like whether it's confidence or whether it's. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, like you know, and uh, and the confidence that, masks some uncertainty. I exactly think, for the best of us. Yeah. Exactly, and. Yeah. Uh, I think there's certain writers who are blessed with um, a confidence in their own judgment. Right. So I would say Laura is a confident person. Mm -hmm. Penelope Skinner, I'd say yeah. she knows what she wants to say. Yeah. She knows whether it's been done successfully. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, and she'll go, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and those, and I really admire that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, like, Completely. you know, and they don't, and they don't always, do you know what I mean? Like you know, and they'll and they'll have difficult conversations with the director. My conversations with the director tend to be very good, really good, really good. Loved it. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, like you know, that tends to be the extent <laughs> of my. You, do you know what I mean? You like, feel uncertain about saying you, you're unhappy with the exactly. Whereas the I think the, those writers that just will stand up and go, no, that's not what I meant. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, very like good. you know, I I really admire that. And I'm trying to, you know, Jeb Mercurio for telly. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you know, knows, exa knows exactly what he's doing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, and we'll stand there on yeah. set and is so confident and so, do you know what I mean? Plants his feet and knows yeah. who he is. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and uh, I, I really admire that. And I am trying to learn a bit more of that. But, uh, you know, yeah. Where do you write? I've got an uh, office at home now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, and what's in the office? Books, uh, a computer, um... Uh, a blackboard for Elliot. Uh, that's a little blackboard that he plays with some of his boy. toys. Yeah. Uh, um, Does he come in the room? He's three and a half. You were saying. He's three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Is he in the room when you're writing? Occasionally, not much, but you know, occasionally, and he'll always wander in. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like you know, he's there's not a sort of like Zadie Smith on Desert Island Discs said she never wanted to be a writer with a closed door for her kids. Yeah. And uh, I think that's really important. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that there's never a feeling of daddy's writing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, be quiet. It's Do you know what I mean? So like, you know, important. like, yeah. Exactly. James Joyce wrote Ulysses with his kids on his lap half the time. So, right. you know, if he can do that, I think we can open the door up to our kids when we But he had writing. quite a troubled relationship with his kids, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I hope. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Did, 
Does Elliot know you're a writer? Uh, yes, 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 yes. And he plays at being a writer, right. which is interesting. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that that's, you know, and his favourite thing is making shows. He's got a, he's got um we got a Halloween, uh, you know, one of those waterproof um, table, what's a, what do you call a thing that you put on top of a table, tablecloth? Yeah. Right, so we've got a waterproof <laughs> Halloween tablecloth yeah. that's got, um, that had pumpkins on it. And he's now got that stretched across between two walls in front of the sofa. And, uh, and he just does shows behind there, just popping up. Yeah. 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 And Matthew Waters, when we did Christmas Carol, yeah. uh, gave us all little handbells at the end of the run of Christmas Carol. Right. So Elliot will ring, <laughs> ring a bell. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's the start of the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 How yeah. often is he performing for you? Kind of... Oh, four or five times a day. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, he's got a show and it always starts once upon a time. It always starts once upon a time. And then, and then just is any old stuff that he's got in his head. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, just like, and he was hungry. And then you have to go, what was he hungry for? And it was like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, a long time. time thing, when I was thinking about your work. Yeah. I think, you know, as much in application to the, uh, to the end of history or Stacey or my did I, as to Harry Potter or, or um, the Philip Pullman or, or, or Christmas Carol, I think all of them could start once upon a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's an absolute fascination with the beauty of storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's nice. Thank you. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. it's. A, I really mean it as a compliment. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. The, no, I, I, I think it's quite old-fashioned too. The, mm. the, the, the bigger stuff I do is quite old-fashioned. Yes. I always think that Harry Potter's sort of Victorian theatre, and and I think Christmas Carol obviously is Victorian theatre, but I think we've played into the Victoriana of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I like all that sort of like, and King Kong was trying to be Victoriana too, you know. It and just... Harry, in Harry Potter, one of the things that I think I chatted with John Tiffany about was the extent to which the magic could have been done 50 years ago. Or, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You're not using video art to that same degree. No, we do have video artists involved in the show. Yeah. Uh, who are brilliant. Yeah. But uh, no, the, the bulk of it is blacks and do you know what I mean like you know and and um you know things in the floor and yeah. do you know what I mean like you know Completely. and you know all that stuff Completely. and uh, it's very very technical yeah. but it's also very very simple you know yeah as somebody who is really private yes who's spent a lot of time on your own yes one of the things that defines your career it strikes me is a real faith in important collaborators and I'd like to yeah. talk about two of those, if I can. Yeah. Um, one on screen, one on stage. I'd love to talk about your work with Shane Meadows. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> every time I read your interview, you talk, you make jokes about the two of you being bald, which is really unfair. Yeah. But how did that start? Well, he promised. How... He promised me hair plugs. He said. He said. <laughs> uh, he said if, if this thing in '86 goes well, we go to Russia. <laughs> he said they do good hair plugs in Russia. So me and you will go to Russia. Yeah. <laughs> And, but, and he's not delivered on that. He's no, he's not. No, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's a disgrace. How did that start? And what? And what's that built on? Uh, Channel Four introduced us. So I just written a play, a, a, a one-off for Channel Four that they didn't want to make, mm. um, but they liked, and they said we don't want to make this. But um, Shane is looking for a collaborator for telly mm. and uh, someone who knows telly, and we think you might be good for him. Um, I met him. Uh, we got on. Uh, in that first series, 
he cast me as Carrot Bum, uh, who uh, is uh, who has got one one scene in it where he gets stripped and thrown in a hot tub. And I've not seen this scene. Is that is it, was it filmed? Was this? Yeah, made? yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. embarrassing to have not. Yeah, you yeah. And Dennis Kelly in your own teledramas. Yeah, yeah. No, but Dennis is in it a little bit. I'm in it like proper. I'm, do you know what I mean like you know like you know I'm like proper like a proper actor in it. Do you know what I mean like you know? Oh God. And uh, and he cast me as it because Shane obviously works with non-actors quite a lot. And yeah. he cast me in it because he said he couldn't find anyone lonely or weird enough. So so whatever. Do you know what I mean like you know whatever he saw in me as a writer, he definitely saw that aspect of me right from the start. And um, and now we're much more. We're much closer now than we were then. Then it was like bashing it out and getting it right. And do you know what I mean? Like, you know, now he's a very close friend. And doing the virtues was one of the most extraordinary experiences of my life because it started with the two of us in this room together. And he said, I've got to tell you something about what happened to me when I was a kid. And it still, I'm, I, it moves me an awful lot. I mm. get very upset talking about it. And, uh, and he talked about uh, being uh, sexually assaulted and he talked about what it meant for him and he talked about the damage it had done for him done to him and uh i'd known him for 10 11 years by then and uh and you know he's a madman he's a wonderful glorious madman do you know what i mean like you know and i'd always known that he was all those things and that there were things there was you know there was anxieties and there were things that weren't right and do you know what i mean like you know mm. and and to him saying you know and it's and it squared a lot of stuff in my head do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he said, and, um, and, and, uh, the way he tells it, which is, um, beautiful, and I, you know, uh, is, um, that he realized he sort of had a choice as to whether, um, as to whether to try and hunt these people down, yeah. um, or write about them. And, he found me and to be that person for him at that moment and we're not like you know what I mean like you know we don't hang out do you mm. know what I mean like you know we we you know he was at my wedding uh, you know like you know I was at his birthday do you know what I mean like you know mm. we're very close you know like you know when we see each other we're very close but that thing of just like being trusted to hold his story was um and to be part of the telling of his story was you know, one of the most remarkable things that's ever happened to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and that that trust, and um, and Shane is, uh, you know, a truly beautiful individual. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he really looks after people. You know, like he's got his process, and his process sometimes is very, very lonely, and is very, very um, tricky for other people because. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, but that thing of just like going, um, you're in my club, and I'm gonna you know, I'm going to keep you in my club and I'm going to, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, mm. and protect you and, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, you know, and, you know, when I was going to be a dad, uh, talking to Shane about what it meant um, and what kind of dad I was going to be and, yeah. um, and, you know, problems with our own relationships with our parents and how we go, how we can solve those problems for our kids and, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, he just is, yeah. he's, he's so wise and so full of greatness and uh yeah no uh working with him is you know uh yeah amazing and how do you how do you can i ask just briefly what is the process that you, you from your changes it changes each time so right. sometimes often it's the two of us in a room do you know what i mean like you know mm. and we'll just swap 
computers or email each other files and stuff like that. Sometimes, well, so you like swap swap compute like pass the keyboard to one another. Or? No, we, we're always on our separate laptops, but sometimes it'll be like just read this. And, do you know what I mean? Like you know, just right, switching okay. the so switching you give the laptops. Each other a job to do. He's like, exactly. you've got to write that scene. You've exactly, got, yeah, exactly. Right. And then sometimes it's like um, on eighty six, there was a script that went really wrong, uh, and so it was like. Um, I need you to rewrite this. Um, and I wrote till uh, 4.30 and then um, literally left the file outside his room and he wrote from 4.30 till 9. And then we wow. had a script. And then I took over at 9 and then wrote till like 11. And then we, yeah. And wow. then, and then you know what I mean? Like, you know, and so, so there was a bit of that. Yeah. Um, on The Virtues, uh, there was an episode that wasn't quite working um, and he shut down production, and uh, um, and then I was in LA, and uh, I wrote a script for him out there. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, and then sent it mm. back to him because he wasn't in he wasn't in the right headspace to write at that point. And then he took my script on and did you know what I mean? Did his own thing with him. So sometimes it's past the parcel, and sometimes it's just the two of us in a room. Sometimes the two of us in a room can be really. You know, like you know, yeah. <laughs> At one point, I lost him for an afternoon to the slot machines. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like you know, like you know. Another point, we had like we'd have these evil lunches. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, really, really evil lunches, like chips with chili on top. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and so um, uh, you know, and then he, you know, the the man's got foul bowels, and uh, you know, you know. So uh, you know, there was a bit of that, but you know, like you know, yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, you speak. I mean, you you speak so beautifully about yourself, actually, uh, and your relationship with your writing. I'm trying to make sense of how that sense of self accords with a life that has kind of thrived in Hollywood, that has thrived on Broadway, and those machines are yeah. so anti. I find them overwhelming, and I'm quite a gregarious person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. How do you cope with those things? But I don't. Uh, I think uh, uh, with those sorts of projects, so. You know, like doing, um, I did a film called Wanda that was a proper yeah, Hollywood film. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, yeah. and, um, and uh, you know, you've got to represent yourself and you've got to do your best job, but you've also got to realise you're a, you're, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, your job oh, is just to get it yeah. to a certain place and yeah. then and then and someone then else will take it on. And, and you're happy doing that job. Exactly, like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, and I actually quite like it. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, you know, I, you know, I don't mind doing weeklies and weeklies uh, when you get paid to come and do a week pass on a script so right. an actor has got a problem or a director's got a problem and they just you just get sent a script that you've never written before and they go we just want you to come and solve this bit of it you know I quite it's like quite all the technical exactly. pragmatic exactly exactly yeah. and when I'm feeling quite low on confidence it's quite nice to do something where you've got to solve at the end of it do you know what right. I mean like, you know and yes. I don't I, I don't mind doing that sort of thing you know yeah so tell me about your relationship then with John Tiffany as yes. well yes how did you <laughs> also a bald man yeah another, another bald man yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I exclusively work with bald men yeah yeah I can't I can't cope with all the hair I'm, I see in front of me. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, how did you first work with John? What um, was the start of that? Uh, he did a reading of mine at Payne's Plough. So I was right. So back at reading yeah, when he was uh, my first ever meeting was yeah. with John Tiffany. So I, I, he came and did a a, a thing at, at 
college. So he came and did a thing when I was at university. He came and did he a day long thing with us. Right. And um, uh, Chris Hannon was the. Do you know Chris Hannon, yeah. the writer, brilliant course, writer, yeah, and he writer. was a, and he was a tutor, playwriting tutor at Cambridge. Right. And uh, and um, and John came and did a day for Chris. And wow. uh, I wasn't. I was acting in it. I wasn't. Um, it wasn't my play. Mm-hmm. Um, but I acted in it and then talked to him and was asking about where the heart is. Um, mm. because uh, it, that's based on his story. Um, right. Uh, uh, right. And do you remember that on ITV, the no. show with Pam Ferris and no. Sarah Lancashire? No, Amazing I show. Yeah. I remember the title, but I don't... Yeah, yeah. well, Vicky, Vicky Featherstone was very involved in it. Vicky right. Featherstone took them the idea, and the idea was basically John's life, because his, uh, his mum is a community nurse. Really? And wow. uh, and so it was, yeah, that they basically... <laughs> so Pam Ferris is playing a version, and his mum is a... His mum, John's mum, was a consultant on the show. So, wow. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was asking about all that kind of thing and yeah. just like, you know, and uh, and about working. And John says I asked for loads of scurrilous gossip about the <laughs> theatre world, which I don't remember, but maybe I did. Uh, and uh, uh, and um, and then I wrote to him after that and sent him a play. Yeah. And, um, and he... Uh, quite liked the play and invited me in for a meeting at right. Payne's Plough mm. and then they got me involved in the Young Writers schemes there yeah. so I did Wild Lunch with Dennis Kelly amongst other right. people you know Alex yeah. Stegerman um, and um, and then uh, and then I did uh, their, their first ever Future Perfect uh, there and as a result of that there was uh, uh, and John directed my Wild Lunch so John directed a play I've written called Solids that mm. was a disgusting play about sex and depression, <laughs> and uh, um, and uh, uh, and then they all went off to the National Theatre of Scotland. Like yeah. the whole lot of them went. Yeah, and uh, that was yeah. devastating, actually. And then um, because that felt like a, quite a good place for you to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah. and then um, and then uh, John, I think, saw the fades. And knew who I was, mm. uh, like you know what I mean. Knew who I was inside me, and mm. uh, and when it came to doing let the right one in, he was like, I think there, I think you understand a teenager, and I think you understand a weird teenager, especially, yeah. and yeah. um and so he got me to do that, and then has been incredibly kind to me ever since. And it's you know he's a very very close friend. Uh, uh, I love working with him. Uh, he's you know uh, an extraordinary person I think and what was the process on let the right one in did you did you work with, <coughs> did you work with Lindfist no 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 I just uh, I got commissioned to write it and uh, sing it from the script from this movie script screenplay uh, no 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 a book there's a book oh right okay. it's based on a book so Linkfist did the oh, Linkfist adapted okay. his own script Linkfist adapted his own book for screen oh I see and actually made I some see. very interesting changes right um, and we sort of did a version of the book and the play uh, uh, of the book and the film um, right. and um, yeah and just yeah and uh, when I submit the draft uh, John was like, I, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know, was because it had like, it started with someone running through the forest, mm. and then, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I just put any like loads of stuff in it. I, I, I th- sort of treated it like anything was possible, mm. and um, and John was like, I, I, I don't quite. And then Vicky said, um, this has been written by someone that's seen everything that you and Stephen have done, which is true. I was such oh. a fan of both of them, and I knew that they could do anything. So, so I you just were kind freed of freed like, in order to you were freed exactly. It was just that thing of just like you know writing for Stephen and John, you know, and you know um, is uh, beautiful because I don't 
restrict myself from going. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I just go, you know, uh, you know, they run through a forest, they're killed, they're strung up on a tree. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, just that thing of just like, you know, they run through the streets of the town. Yeah. You know, I just go into all that stuff. I still write it like a play. I don't write it completely like a film script. They've Are got you longer scenes it on stage. Yeah, very yeah. much so. And it isn't how I ever visualise it because Stephen never does it how I've got in my head. Yeah. But that thing of just kind of going, I think that this can do. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, enormous for things. Sure. And that's the that's the annoying thing about um, the play script for Harry Potter being out there because um, I didn't ever write it to be read by anyone. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I wrote it to be performed by actors and and read by John and Stephen. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, you know, because that thing of just, like, the impossible happening, I know that they can do impossible things, you know, so yes. I'm not scared of... I'm not scared of that, you know, yeah. and uh, I'll just leave it open for them to do those impossible things, you know. Tell, tell me briefly about the Harry Potter story. Yes. What, what, what happened with that? Uh, well, we'd just done Let the Right One In. Yeah. We were on the way to the South Bank show where we'd, yeah. we, got, um, uh, we got nominated... We won actually, but um, uh, and the South uh, Bank Award. Yeah, 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 and um, and John told me I've just been offered Harry Potter, and I was like, "Mate, that's amazing! You'll be mm. so brilliant at that." And yeah. I didn't think, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I never thought that I wasn't in that league. Do right. you know what I mean? Like, you know, so I didn't go, kind of go, "Oh, right." You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a job opening here. I can get in there. Do you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like, you know, it was yeah. like, you know, and he was like, and I think you should do it. And uh, and that thing of just like, oh, wow. And it was him. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and then, you know, and then and then we had to meet Joe and make sure JK Rowling and yeah. make sure that, you know, like, you know, and, and then and then we started work and uh, uh, it was brilliant, you know, yeah. working with the working with the with three some, of them. With, yeah. 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 Two of them. Yeah. yeah. Work, working as a three. My math isn't good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How um, so? What was that process? Did you, in if you compare it to say the process of making work with Shane, with the three of you in a room together writing together, was it a? Com it was. It was a lot of meetings and checking in. Yeah. So I would write. I would be the scribe. And I would, you know, we talk about this is what we're going to do. This is how we could do it. These are the bits that excite us and all that kind of thing. And then I go away and write a, and I wrote a forty-five page treatment. Okay. Um, that included some dialogue within it because I wanted to get over that hurdle of being the second person ever to write Harry Potter. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like yeah, you know, I just wanted to like get writing in there, yeah. and then, um, and then, you know, Joe would read it and then bounce stuff back and then and then we'd meet and then you know and then John would go oh, we got the problem here or do you know yeah. what I mean like you know so it was a a constant process and then we'd have lots and lots of workshops because the great thing about having you know a, a big budget for a show is that the development process can be really really rigorous and it right. was a really really rigorous process of just constantly going okay uh, let's meet let's get some actors together do you know what I mean like right. you know at one point um uh, John co-opted Nicola Walker to come in and do a, uh, a, a reading of a thing for me just to scare the shit out of me just to like you know and he put me beside her like you know what I mean like you know and just like you know so that sort of thing of just constantly you know constantly refining making better you know uh, giving things life you know, was, was it not a daunting feeling to think that you were you were reimagining this world that was so adored to some degree, totally, and I was terrified the whole way through. Mm. But also, I had such faith in John right. that it was just kind of that thing of, and he's a proper leader, John. 
John will just sort of like go, this is how it's going to be. You know, when you talk about those writers that are going, this is what's in my head and I'm going to bring it. John has got that sort of thing of just going, this is the story I'm telling. Anyone that wants to disagree with that, you're welcome to and I'll hear your thoughts. Yeah. But fundamentally, this is the story I'm telling. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, uh, you know, and, and that confidence, I think, spread through the whole company. That It was always that, always felt like we were taking huge steps forward each time. And, and seeing those actors take on the roles and all that other kind of stuff was really, you know, yeah. Joyful. Really joyful. Yeah. And being in that room for six months, we were in a rehearsal room for six months, basically. Right. And yeah. that, you know, it was like going to school. You know, I'd never had that process of going to a play every day for six months. Were you there every day for six months? Yeah. Every day for six months. And yeah. we were all like, you know, I was watching cricket in the back of the room. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, <laughs> with, like, you know, with the naughty kids. And do you know what I mean? Like, you know, it just felt like really like, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's in fact with my experience of it, it's infectious and the watching that sense of joy. Yeah, which I always think is true of live theatre. Yeah, is that when um, when there's a collaboration in the company that's joyful, the audience kind of get it. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think Stephen's, uh, you know, you've you've done this with Stephen. Yeah. His his warm ups every morning. Did you do the warm ups every morning? You never did every morning. Oh my god, I used to. N I never did the boot camp. I never did the front oh, of boot camp. You got to, you got to, you got to. Next time you do that's it with why Stephen, you're a lot more trim than I am. <laughs> <laughs> We both do Pilates. Yeah, we both do do Pilates. Yeah, 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 yeah. we could talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that thing of just like it was amazing. That thing of just like being being a company and being you know I was the kid. I never did PE at school. Right. I got out of every PE class I could. Yeah. But that thing of just standing beside other the actors who are much better at than me and mm. going through all that felt really good. You know, it just felt like we were a proper like unit. You know. I always enjoy rocking in at midday with my coffee and watching them all sweating on the floor. But maybe well, next time, maybe gotta do next it. time, you've got to do it. You've okay. got to do it. You've got to do it. It's amazing. I've never done it since, and I never will unless I'm doing a show with Stephen. I'll probably do the workshop. I'll probably do the warm ups if I ever did a show with Stephen where he did warm ups. Yeah, yeah. But because uh, I think really beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. me about the end of history, which I adore. I think it's Thank you very work. much. Uh, well, it's a play about my parents. Uh, uh, and naturally, turned out a lot warmer about my parents than I was expecting. It's incredibly warm, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't totally supposed to be that. Right. It was supposed to be. Um, it was a, definitely a love note, but it was a love note tempered by the fact that I felt like they'd done us a little bit of damage along the way. Do you know what I mean? Like you know that mm -hmm. thing of just like being surrounded by principle uh, and being surrounded by there is one way to do things and we are going to do that and that notion of just constant sacrifice my dad is 70 19 he's 1944 so he's 75 now and he still does citizens advice bureau twice a week he still does do you know what I mean like you know he's incredibly involved with about 50 different charities do you mm. know what I mean like you know he's still doing that stuff mm. and he's doing it because he believes that's the only way to make the world better he gave up CAB because he was knackered and then he said I couldn't keep reading the paper because that notion that things were going wrong and I wasn't part of the solution was too upsetting to me so he really is one of those people that will fight the good fight mm. being his kid is quite tough Right. Because being that, being the person that is constantly being judged by by those principles, you've got a lot to live up to about. You know what I mean? Like you know, I used to work in 
uh, I worked in McDonald's when I was at school and taking a day sick if I took a day sick for not a good reason do you know what I mean like you know my mum would tear me apart do you know what I mean? You've oh. got a responsibility to be at work. You've got a responsibility. You're letting down your colleagues. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't care if you've got homework. You've yeah. committed to it and you're going to bloody do it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I still didn't do it every now and again. But do you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, you know, that thing yeah. of just like, you know, um, uh, when I got my GCSE results, I got I got two A stars, two A's, six B's. I went to my dad's office to tell him what I got. He said, what are the B's in? Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that sort of like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, that sort of like, you know, you're expected to to be good you're expected to perform and if you don't perform do you know what I mean you know then you've let yourself down and you should think about why you've let yourself down and Mm. it was trying to be about all those things and I think maybe I needed to give more breath to the kids and I needed to be kinder to the kids Uh, and I think I was probably too uh, too um, worried about my parents response to it to give them enough space to make it as complicated as it needed to be. I, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of what we did. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, but I just that thing of just like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, I'm. Sh- do you do this? I'm still rewriting stuff I wrote, wrote 50 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that thing of just like, so yeah, I, I think I'd write it very differently now. I think I, I, I think I need, I think once it's opened, I need to leave them. Unless right. they're being remounted, then okay. I might return to them. And I think I need to live with the fact that they're all flawed. Right, okay. Yeah, no, I can't do that. I still wake up in the night. I did a, yeah. I did a uh, TV show a couple of years ago called Kiri, um, yeah. on Channel Four, and uh, and the last episode provoked quite a lot of controversy with people being upset at the ending, and I'd say two or three nights ago, I I woke up in the middle of the night going, maybe it should have been this. Do you know what I mean like you know? And I've been doing that for the last. Do you know what I mean like you know? Since yeah. it was on, do you know what I mean like you know? I just yeah, yeah that, that's the way I built. I guess. Where are you happiest in your work? In my work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right, okay. Uh, where am I happiest? I, I can answer where I'm happiest, but yeah. uh, in where my work. Where are you happiest? Where are you happiest then? Uh, uh, playing in the garden with my kid. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you know, playing in the park. Uh, yeah. um, uh, trampoline, trampolining. Love, we love trampolining. Particularly trampolining. We love trampolining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a trampoline park what, near what's where your, we. What's your best trampolining skill? I have no skills whatsoever, but Elliot can do. Uh, he did twenty-eight bounces without falling over, which is pretty good That's for a three really, and a half. It's pretty good really for a three good. and a half year old. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, um, uh, but um, uh, uh, I'm happiest in my work. In retrospect, is that uh, do you know what I mean like you know like you know I can look back and go that was good, but at the time, uh, I always find ways to. Yeah. Hate it. Um, uh, this thing in '86, um, which was a big thing for me, uh, um, I found a thread on Shane's personal website uh, that's not run by Shane, you know, like, you know, but someone set up, which was um, uh, why Jackson has ruined Shane's career. And uh, I checked that thread probably seven or eight times a day to read every new additional comment that came in. So, you know, I'm I'm not very good at that stuff. I'm not very good at enjoying it when it's going on. And, uh, you know, and I tend to obsess over, you know, like, you know, yeah, I'm still what reading before, comments under the Guardian the Guardian reviews and stuff like that. What about before it's going on? What about when you're making the thing? Uh, 
there's times of confidence, but I tend to, that's why I don't want to be there because I or writing the thing rather than kind of being oh I love writing yes. yeah 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 that that writing never there's there's you know there's there's moments when it's uncomfortable but generally speaking mm. and I love a first draft like you know like you know I'll sit there absolutely content do you know what I mean like you know dreaming away yeah that's really exciting yeah. And I love all that, yeah. The possibility yeah. that you're making something exist that hadn't existed before. Yeah, or just getting stuff down, or just like, you know, like, you know, I don't know that you, I don't think. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, I don't think when I'm writing. Yeah. It's like, you know, you just kind of go, oh, that to that, and that to that. Or do you know what I mean? Like, you know, you're tearing it apart, or you're going, yeah, no, that could be, you know, like, you know, and that's <laughs> a hook to put this on. And then, you know, that that is always joyful. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Fry and his latest autobiography said that he writes for the moment when it goes on yeah and i'm entirely the opposite i write for the writing and then when it goes on i don't really like it do you know what i mean that like, you know i like it later on yeah do you know what i mean that like, you know i like the feeling of having accomplished it yeah. but the moment when it's on i just i'm just i i don't watch stuff my stuff on telly anymore i like right. you know i i i save up an episode of taskmaster or something <laughs> something that will just not so that when it's on and Rach has to hold my phone so that I'm not looking at Twitter. And um, and I just, you know, like, you know, and it's just a process of getting through the, you know, episode three of my shows on tonight and uh, I'm already terrified. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, uh, I, I feel like you've kind of like, on, in so many different ways, you've kind of like held mine and my kid's hand and told us a story. Awesome. For one, you know, taking us through the once upon a time moment. That's really and nice. That and coming in, Jack Thorne, thank you very, very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. So you'll be being a podcast fan, you'll know about what happens next. Yeah. Which which is Anushka's facts and questions. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, that it'll go on the thing. I was like, what, what does it mean? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. The um all right, and she's gonna push me out of the way. Yeah. yeah. How awesome. are we doing? <laughs> How many facts and questions have you got? That looks like quite a long list. Oh, oh no, this is here for hours. sometimes um, I have. That's things. just that's a play. I You've read a play. <laughs> <laughs> I can't not make notes when people say good things because I worry that my brain won't remember them. So when you've said some really good stuff, even you did, Simon, as well. Um, I write it down so I can like no, I won't forget it. It's awesome. I've, I've always yeah, done I that do in meetings. But um, yes, what was I going to say? So the first one. So what's oh, the best okay. thing that Vicky Featherstone's ever said in a meeting? <laughs> no, Vicky Featherstone, I think thinks it, like. Are you going to say this on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you didn't meet Vicky. Said in when when we first started, because she's my line manager. Um, something along the lines of it, almost like if you're making notes in meetings, it's like you're not actually paying attention. So then I was like, oh no, oh. what version will I be? The true to myself <laughs> one, or the person who can't remember anything? So, so when um, she's watching a play, does she not make notes? I think that might be a different thing if she's directing it. Right. But you know, if you're having conversation or a meeting, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I've had a few other people say this, that um, basically to be a real boss, you don't make any notes, you just sit there like listening. But with me and my memory, that means I won't remember anything when I leave the room. Uh, go on, what have you got? Right, oh, so number one was, um, when your mum made you a cake every week, were they the same flavour each time? <laughs> <laughs> and if so, what was it? No, she made me lots of different. My mum's my mum's my mum's very good at making cakes. Uh, so uh, uh, banana banana cake, apple cake, chocolate cake. I'd say the the the, the staples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. 
Um, so I, for a fact, I looked up on um, Queen's College Cambridge website and there's a page called The Jargon. And on The Jargon, before I found the word degrade, I found, um, so they've got like a um, uh, index of what words mean if you're at Cambridge. And there's a word called, um, if you say Desmond, this is this is Oh just, yeah, there's two two. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's student slang for if you get a two two. Desmond Desmond two two. Yeah. De- degrade. Yeah, you get you say you got Desmond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to the, their official um, definition for degrade, which they still use, is to drop back a year in a course, typically as a result of absence caused by illness. Yeah, amazing, so it isn't is, it? it is still an active Yeah, Amazing, term. isn't it? It's amazing really, use of English, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Really horrible term. <laughs> horrid. Um, horrid. I feel like very quickly, could you just summarise what the Stephen Hoggett boot camp workup was? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, I can't remember the days. Can you remember the days? No, I never I never went. As soon as I saw what it was going to be, I was just like, fuck this. I'm there's like, there's like Yoga Friday, and oh, then there's like, and then there's cool. like, there's Circuit Training mm, Thursday. Yeah. Oh, okay, circuit, so it's circ- different every day. Yeah, yeah, every day is a different thing. Right. But like, 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 circuit training is really, really tough. It's like burpees and, oh. do you know what I mean? Like, you know, like, you know, and planks and, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, all sorts. And you're just going around. But when there's, 50 of you as there was in the Harry Potter company it's really quite extraordinary sort of like room just transport transporting itself around you know does Tiffany do them as well yeah cool. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he joins in he especially likes to massage times you know <laughs> he's gonna kill me for that he's gonna kill me for that now. no he does join in he does join in he does join in yeah yeah, yeah. Um, final question yeah. and I'm really expecting you to say you'd rather not comment but um for the massive super fans out there what was the Kiri alternative ending? Oh God! No, no, no! My sister would tell me off. Okay. So, like, you know, my sister is always like, "You made a decision. I really like what you did." I agree. Do you know what I mean like you know, my, I agree. like you know, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but if it could have been this, I think what I needed to do was insert um, Sarah Lancaster's character Miriam more into the story. So I think what I failed to do was make her part of the conclusion and what I was I was like so like intent on doing something that um, where everyone had their own truths that I think I needed to knit slightly more and if I'd knitted slightly more I think I would have found a more satisfying ending that that maybe would have concluded in a slightly different way I mean, you know, yeah, there was there was talk of doing stuff in terms of blue lights and sirens and stuff like that for the American version, and 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 um, and George was like, that would be such a George Ormond, who's my exec, would be like, that would be such a loss of nerve on our part that we can't do that. But you know, yeah, no, to this day I still think about it, and I've got I've got lots of different ways I've done it for, yeah. Oh, thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening to the Royal Court Theatre Playwrights Podcast. If you'd like to listen to more, make sure you subscribe at royalcourttheatre.com or iTunes to get the next episode. You can purchase many of the plays discussed here via the bookshop, come in at Sloan Square, or on the website. Come to the theatre, come and have a look at the plays, come and have a look at the plays in the new season. The Playwrights Podcast is brought to you by the Royal Court Theatre, presented by me, Simon Stevens, and produced by Anushka Warden and Emily Legg.